0: Welcome to the Bethel Podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend time in God's Word. We hope that today's message blesses you and lifts you. Go to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, and then take another finger, and then you'll be in Matthew 24. Hebrews 6, Matthew 24. If you have followed along the last several weeks, we've kind of been on this topic of endurance, perseverance, and patience. And um, it's it's a key. If you're going to overcome and live this life for God, the, one of the things that you're just going to have to ask the Lord to develop in you is patience. Now, for some, that's like a cuss word. <laughs> but for as Christian believers, we know it's a necessity for us to overcome this Christian life. And and so this week I want to stay in that same faith. But the key is not just is patience and endurance helping you to overcome this life with God. It's help you to overcome live an overcoming life with people. How many times sometimes we're hard to love? Now come on sometimes you're hard to love. Okay? And but sometimes I'm hard to love. So before we talk about this overcoming and living a life of joy with people. Let's pray. Father, we've come to you today, and we've come in Jesus' name. We've worshiped and prayed and just sensed the presence of God here today. It's been so wonderful. Even in the midst of the day in which we live, we just sense a hope for tomorrow. And So, Lord, now we come to your word. And it's so precious. It, it's, it's, it, we love it, God. It's just something we have never get tired of, of growing in. And So once again, we just ask you to prepare our hearts to receive it. God, help me to preach it the right way you would, have, you would preach it. And Lord, I pray that, that just make our, our, our minds ready to receive. And that not only that, but God, it'll, it'll be planted in us, and we'll use it and go out and, and change the world with it. And so thank you for this opportunity to, to dig into your word again. And we ask you to give us that characteristic of patience. Of perseverance in this world, not just with the challenges we face, but with the people that we love. And so we ask it in your name. Everybody said amen. Now, it's the key. I'm we'll say a word. It's the key to a life of prosperity. And I'm not talking about the prosperity that was used by, that's been maybe abused in times past, but it's a word that's used for a healthy life strategy. To live a life to endure and to have that characteristic to hold on while everybody else has given up, it's a key to live a healthy life strategy. Some would say, well, I thought it was faith. I thought that was the key to living this Christian life is to have faith and trust in God. And I heard those say, if you want to have faith to be healed, you you can't doubt. You've got to have faith to receive the promises of God. And then some told us that if things didn't happen, you didn't have enough faith. But let me just tell you, that's just half of the equation. Look at your text this morning, Hebrews chapter chapter 6. And I'm going to read the second half of it, and I'll start. It says, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So it's not just faith that inherits the promises of God. It's faith and, say it, you can do it. There you go. Didn't that feel good? Faith and patience inherit the promises of God. So here's the thing, not just believing God, but holding on and not giving up and not, not quitting because things don't happen the way we think they should ha- happen. Sometimes we got to just keep on going when we want to give up. And, and not only that, but it's the key to a healthy relationship with people. Let me give you a definition of patience. It's being willing to put up with irritating people, situations and circumstances without losing your temper. And it's, it's, it's remaining composed and not fly off the handle. People have a unique ability to drive us crazy. If you don't believe it, drive on the highway for 14 hours with trucks and cars and other people. It'll tax your, your patience like nothing else. But patience is, is being willing to put up with irritating people. And some would say, well, Pastor Kerry, so you're going to show us how to hold our temper around irritating people. I'm not going to. So we're going to look to the Word of God and see what it has to say about it. Now, go to your other text, Matthew chapter 24. Here's where we're going to start today. Matthew 24, verse number 12. And Jesus speaks, he says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Now, interesting there, he makes a connection between lawlessness and lovelessness. See, sometimes there's a connection between discipline and love. Yes? There's There's a connection between discipline and love. We think of love sometimes as being free, spontaneous, just out of nowhere, that's where love comes and where love happens. And, and love is those things, but he shows us here that love and discipline go hand in hand. When you want to walk out of a marriage, how many know it takes discipline to stay in there and keep fighting? Are you with me? When you got a friendship and you want to walk away from that friendship, it takes self-control to hold on and to keep on going until you get through that hurdle. When the boss yells at you and you want to quit, it takes restraint to keep from walking out, throwing the keys on the table and saying, I'm done. Because discipline and love go hand in hand. When discipline and law break down, love grows cold. Did you find that? When discipline and law break down, love grows cold. Now, let me give you an illustration here. If you remember about maybe a year or so ago, in a, in a town in the northwest somewhere, there was a, a, a part of town, maybe it was Portland if I remember correctly, part of the town where they removed the police presence from that part of the town. And, and they, they thought that, you know, the, the people, well, if we remove the law, people will just generally do right. They'll just basically, you know, and, and, and the mayor of that city said something like this. They said, oh, it's wonderful, I think. Maybe this will be the summer of love. You know what they found? The complete opposite happened. People were robbing, were thieving, were breaking into. There were all kinds of of burglaries and things like that that were happening, there were assaults taking place. The exact opposite happened because when you have lawlessness, you have lovelessness. So what we see is that's the case here that Jesus is showing us. And so discipline is, is something that goes hand in hand. How many parents discipline your kids because you love your kids? Adults who are hard to hold accountable for their actions probably started off when they were kids and they were not held accountable for their actions. And and understand this, I'm not saying that that's all there is to being a parent or all there is to a healthy relationship is discipline because you do need those other things. You need unconditional love. You need time well spent. But we can't take away from the fact that to truly have a healthy relationship, it takes discipline. It takes holding on when everybody else has given up. Now, not just that, but patience is also a key to loving other Christian people. The love in the Matthew chapter 24, it speaks about love among believers. You say, how do you know that? They said, because that word agape there, love, translated agape, means the love of God or the love among God's people. God, the love among Christians. So he's talking about Christian people loving one another. Look around. People are here. Do you love these people? Think about it. I mean, there's people that you, that you want to spend your time with, people that you want to pray for, people that you want to go to in tough seasons of life. Are these those people? Let me ask you this. What about the people at the other bodies of Christ? What about the people of body, Biomeda Baptist? Do you love those people? People at MacArthur, First Baptist, New Life Church, Hilltop, up there you love those people? See, the thing is, is I love God's people. Don't you? Don't you love God's people? I feel more connected to God's people than I do. Are you with me? See, there's something about when you, when you see somebody and, you, and all of a sudden you meet them and you realize they're a born-again believer. There's an instant connection in there. We love the same thing we worship the same God we 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 have the same type of of worldview and attitudes we we love God and so there's a connection there and I thank God for the people of God but can I tell you something else sometimes we're hard to love sometimes it, it takes an effort for us to love one another But that's okay because Jesus told us this, and you know it in John chapter 13. He says in verse 35, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Jesus is talking about the love of Christians in the last days will grow cold one for another. I feel like this is my area of expertise as church people. And I feel like this is the area that... uh, that um, I spend my days watching. See, I know you don't know this, but I watch you. You think we, you watch me every single Sunday morning and Sunday night, but I want you to know something. I watch you, and I love to watch how you interact with each other. I love to watch how when somebody's in need and somebody somewhere happens to be step in and meet that particular need. I love when people are hurting. You just seem to gravitate towards people who are hurting. I like when people win. And when people get fifth in the nation and you all clap and you all get excited, even though may that may not have been your baby, something about that's our brother and sister in Christ that won. And when one wins, we all win. I love it when you have kids and you all get excited and you pick those babies up. I love when, you go, when we go to funerals together and the people of God rally around those that are hurting. The greatest, let me tell you, I've been around lots of people in my day. I've been around business people. I've been been around political people. I've been around um, charity people. I've been around rich people and poor people. I've been around black people and white people and Hispanic people. But the greatest people I've ever been around is church people. And God's called us, commanded us to love one another. Now, he says this when he's talking about in Matthew chapter 12. He says, because the lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Then he gives us the answer how to keep from that happening in the heart of a Christian person. See verse 13? You see it? You can look down. It's okay. Look down. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. You know the guy that that has the best relationship is the guy that keeps on holding on. The guy that doesn't give up on one another. The guy that keeps on keeping on when everybody else is giving up on him, when people start talking about it, listen, so. don't worry about it. Don't give up on him yet. Come on, God's not done with them yet. God's not done with me and God's not done with you, so let's not give up on them. It's the key to a great relationship. The key to loving people is patience. When I was a um, new, pre, new, new minister, and I had not received my credentials pastor Caleb you have to go before uh, an interviewer it's usually a more seasoned minister and, and they sit down with you and they have some questions they have to ask and basically you know they kind of go through what you believe and and uh, kind of some give you some pointers about what's coming up and so I, I'm new to the assemblies of God into Pentecost and so I hadn't had everything figured out now in the assemblies of God one of the things in Pentecost one of the things that we are is really an important doctrine to us is the baptism of the Holy Spirit amen we believe that when a person is filled with the Holy Spirit, it's a separate work of grace, separate from salvation. It empowers a believer to live a, a live a, a life where they can be witness to the world. And the evidence of that is that the evidence we know that they've been filled with the Holy Spirit is they speak with other tongues, initially, initial physical evidence. Well, I hadn't figured that all out yet because, listen, listen, I was new to all this. So I sat down with this man, interviewer, and it came to the question. He said, do you believe the... Initial physical evidence of the, of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is speaking with other tongues. And my answer was, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe, but I'm not sure. Now, if you're interviewing something to be credentialed with the Assemblies of God, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> Leanne was sitting with there right with me. She fell over. I mean, she was like, oh, my goodness. She couldn't believe I said that. But he was very gracious to me. He smiled real big. He said, I tell you what, I'm going to take your application and I'm going to put it over here in my file cabinet and I'm going to leave it right there. He said, when you go, you go and get this figured out, he said, because when you go and read the Bible, you're going to have it figured out, but I'm going to leave it right over here and when you're, when you're ready, come back and we'll start again. He didn't go, okay, yeah, he didn't throw it in the trash can. He didn't try to sit there and give me a, a lecture on it. He just loved me enough to say, look, go, go and, and let God speak to you, and we'll be ready when you come back. So I went and got it all figured out and realized it was, the, it, was the, it was the evidence. There had to be some kind of evidence, but it had to be something that was universal. And when I realized that, out guess what? I went back to us. He said, okay, let's pick up where we left off. But my point is he loved me through it. He, he did. He had compassion towards me. And and I appreciate Brother Bob. I appreciate his, his love and his compassion. But see, the thing is, is he didn't give up or quit on me because I didn't answer the question right the first time. He loved me through it. That's the key to a healthy relationship is endurance through the challenges and difficulties of life. That's the key to healthy relationships. What you'll see also is persevering people produce persevering friends. Let me take you to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verse number 3. Because I want to show you something, why it works like that, why God designed that to work is that sticking things out with people, it's the weight of that deep relationship everybody wants. There's some that may want shallow friendships and, you know, friend, things that aren't very deep, relationships that aren't deep, but I think most of us want those real abiding deep-seated relationships where we can confide in people and they can love us and we can love them. And and he shows us how that's done through perseverance. Romans chapter 5 says, And not only in that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, I want you to kind of narrow down. It says perseverance produces character. There's something about going through some stuff with somebody that that kind of builds that trust among people. It said perseverance produces character. It's that proven character. The people that we have deep relationships with, they've proven themselves, haven't they? Because you've been through some stuff. It's not because, you know, they celebrated with you when you won whatever, that they were just always there in the good times. But it's people that have walked some lonely roads with you that proves their character. And then once their their character is proven, you begin to trust them, right? See, my wife's not here today. She's with her family. But the thing is, is I want to be with her more than anybody else. Please don't take this wrong. I love you, but I'd rather be with her than you let me say it like this. Through all that we've been through, and I've known her 30 years, been married 27, we've been through some things together. We've, we've been through highs and lows in church. We've been through highs and lows in family, buried loved ones. We've been through highs and lows with kids. We've, we, we, we have children that we've been through some wonderful seasons with, and there's times it was gut-wrenching. We've been through some highs and lows, and I've seen the worst in her, and I think it's safe to say she's seen the worst in me. But through all that, something happens. Through all of that, there's something that develops in a relationship, and that is I've seen her character through all the persevering that we've been through. And watching her character, proven character, come out in all those adversities, what it's done is it causes me to trust her more. And the principle here is the truth. The very thing that causes us to come together is going through stuff uh, uh, together. The very thing that causes us to really develop those deep-seated relationships is going through trials and and facing hurdles together. It's true. The tribulation has produced perseverance, and perseverance has produced that character. If you've seen the movie, and I encourage you to see it, it's called uh, When the Game Stands Tall. It's kind of a Christian-themed movie. It's about a football team. And at one point, I'll tell you the story, at one, point during the, at one point during the movie, this team starts to lose, so the coach has the idea of taking the team on a field trip to a veterans' hospital. And the team walks into the veterans' hospital. Of course, there are, there are soldiers that are walking around who are healing up. Some are missing limbs. Some are you know getting, getting treatment. And there's one particular scene where one of the football players is talking to a guy who's laying in a bed. He's a soldier who's just come back from battle. And as he's sitting there and laying in the bed, he's talking to him, and they're talking to one another. And as they're talking, the the, the football player just assumes that the guy's glad that he's injured so he didn't have to go back. And the soldier looks at him and says, man, I'd go back today if they could get me out of this bed. And, the, and the, the football player goes, why in the world would you want to go back into battle? He said, because my unit is still over there. And see, we fought battles together. And when you fight a battle with somebody, there's a connection there, honey, that you can't get anywhere else. And I love the, the football player's eyes are just huge because he can't understand why. But he learns a lesson, that to go through stuff with people, It makes a devotion and a loyalty you can't find anywhere else. It's amazing to me about church people. And I'm amazed today, oh gosh, I'm about to get meddling. It's amazing to me how church people leave the body that they're in and go somewhere else. And and today it's people come, people go. It's, it's not today, it's been as long as I've been in ministry. And what I don't understand is people come into a church and they want to find those deep-seated relationships. They want to find a place where they can worship God and praise. And, and, and it looks pretty good, and here's how it goes, because for about three months or six months or three years or whatever, things are going good, and then there's some kind of obstacle. There's a trial or something that they face. They, so the pastor says something they don't agree with. The board makes a decision they don't agree with. Somebody in church does something that they, don't, that they didn't like, and they actually get up and move and go somewhere else. And the very thing, that's the thing that causes them to have those deep relationships, the trial is the thing that causes them to leave. But if they would just stay and work through that, that desire of their heart would be fulfilled because that's how God's designed it to work. Endurance, perseverance comes through a trial, but then that breaks proven character. Are you still with me? Say amen. I'm about to land the plane. Hold on. You say, well, how do I do it? How do I develop long-lasting, fulfilling, trusting relationships that everybody desires but few find? I think it's safe to say we've made the point today. It's perseverance. Be willing to go through a trial in a relationship and be committed to persevering. Be willing to face it with somebody and go through it. It may mean there has to be lots of forgiveness. Listen, there's lots of forgiveness that takes place among people. It has to. It's why Jesus put it in the Lord's Prayer It talked about forgiveness and, and not just forgiving the ones who've done something to us, but forgive the ones we've done something to. It's such a part of the kingdom of God. It's such a part of how we have a relationship with our family members. Anybody married in here ever have to forgive your spouse? More than once, today, before church, it's a part of it. How many of you have kids have you ever had to forgive your children? How many, how many children have ever had to forgive your parents? How, how many church people have ever had to forgive another church person? Now, here's the most important question. How many church people have had to forgive the pastor? Yes, you have. And I want you to know something else. That this, this thing that God's designed, these relationships that God's designed us to have are rich. I wouldn't trade my relationship to lean for anything. I wouldn't trade my relationship to my children for anything. It's worth more to me than money or gold. I wouldn't trade my relationship to you for anything. But it's going to come, the way it's going to get deeper, is it's going to have to come through ups and downs of living life. And the way we, we, we combat those ups and downs is that characteristic that God gives called endurance. Father, today in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now. Thank you. Thank you. That you've given us the privilege of love one another. What a, what a lonely world it would be by ourselves. How hard it would be to go through death and, and funeral. How hard it would be to go through the, the, the tragedies of life by ourselves. But you've given us people to, to go through those things with. And God, those relationships are rich. Those relationships are, are genuine. They're real, God. They show us the goodness and the grace of God. But those relationships come with price, and that price is endurance. And so I pray today every person that's listening, I pray there'll be something on the inside of them that just clicks. The Holy Spirit will speak into their heart. And maybe there's a a business partner. Maybe there's a loved one. Maybe there's a church family. Maybe it's even deeper than that. Maybe it's a pastor, spouse they have to forgive, but they have to make that commitment today that I'm going to keep on going no matter what. I pray it'll build them up, and I pray, God, they'll see the the fruit of that endurance, and I love you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it challenges you to dig deeper into the Word of God and grows your faith. If you would like to reach out to us, please visit our website at www.mybethel.net. Thank you.